Now, you know my rule, I don't do the homily twice, uh, the whole thing, so I'll do part in English and part in Spanish. The first part will take the first, well, you'll see, and then I'll continue in Spanish. I repeat just as little as I need to, and this instruction is one of them. Uh, no voy a repetir toda la homilía, uh, un parte en inglés y un diferente parte en español. Um, si habla en los dos idiomas, uh, tiene un premio, okay? Pero uh, si habla solamente en inglés o español, solo recibe uno, okay? You get the prize if you speak both languages. I remember um, my first year as a priest 47 years ago in San Marino, um, I wanted to preach this, uh, this set of readings so badly, but um, the pastor didn't let me because he preached the Midnight Mass, and that's right, he was the boss, that I understood. So um, the following year, I got to preach the Midnight Mass, and um, this was the piece that made it so much more meaningful to me. Um, you know, on one level, it's hard to preach Christmas, again, because it's hard just to go to the readings when you've got this. How do you not talk about this and, and, and just talk about the particular reading? So something happened. I, uh, a priest friend of mine, he'd been in my class for eight years. We started high school together, and he dropped out for a year, and so he was ordained a year after me, and we always had ordinations in May. So in May, I uh, went to his uh, ordination and joined him for his first Mass. And um, they had a reception at the house, and so I went to that reception. And uh, toward the end of the evening, uh, a couple that lived down the street was going to walk home, and they asked if I would accompany them. Their name was Harry and Olga. Harry and Olga were both completely blind. And... Um, but they had been blind for years, and, and they knew how to um, uh, walk carefully and also. But they, they locked arms with me, and we walked down the, down the sidewalk, down the street, to uh, right across the street from their house, and I looked for traffic, and I crossed the street and took them to the front door. And this was the part that was interesting. We go to the door. The house is dark, because they had left early in the afternoon, um, and... So I let them in the house, and um, they didn't turn on the lights. And so uh, I stood there for a time, and they didn't turn on the lights. Because they had the whole house memorized, of course, as a blind person. They knew where everything was. They knew how to count their steps. So they walked around in darkness. Um, and so when I preached the second year, I said, Oh, my God. And Harry and Olga just jumped into my head. Because that line starts, the, the, the first reading says, a, a people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And Harry and Olga couldn't see any light. They couldn't see any light. And it was like they disvaluated that Scripture reading until I appreciated more deeply. Ah, but they did see a light. But it was all inside all in their hearts. And quite frankly, you know, as people of light, we have, has there ever been more light on this earth than even right now? They, they didn't, didn't they just open something in Vegas, a big sphere or something? It's just filled with light. And, and there's so much light, you can't see the stars. And from, from the moon, you can, you can see the earth and all lit up all over the place. And 
satellites show us all this light, all this light. You would think with so much light, we'd have perfect vision, but we don't. That light, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to make a difference. This light, it prevents us from tripping and falling over things. But there's another kind of light and another kind of darkness. Harry and Olga lived in a world of darkness, visual darkness, but they saw so clearly. And we see so clearly, visually, but seem very often to walk in the darkness of sin, the darkness of this inner spiritual death. And the result of it, look, we've got two wars going on, major wars in the world. Ukraine and Russia, it's been going on for over a year now. How long will this go on in the, in the Holy Land? So holy and yet so unholy with such hatred and, and, and hatred that's gone on for years. So I've always loved this reading, and especially because of Harry and Olga. And I guess I appreciate that, that you know, of course, in Jesus' times, there was a lot of darkness and not a lot of light. The little light they got were from fires or from lamps or from candles, but, but when it was night, it was night. People just went to bed because it was dark. But this reading is, is a prophetic voice so powerful that a light would come into the world that we would be able to see and see clearly. And that, I believe, is, is Jesus the light. And that's why the church, I suppose, uses Advent read where we keep welcoming the light little by little so that we can ask ourselves, do we want to be people of the light? Do we want to walk in the light? And do we want to radiate that light through us to others? Pero hay otro tema en las palabras de noche, especialmente en este evangelio, porque les gustamos a decir muchas veces que Cristo es el príncipe Príncipe de la Paz, y está escrito en el Evangelio esta noche, y, y cuando Él vino, Él va a traer una paz profunda, que van a ser paz entre toda la gente. Entonces, otra vez, en esta época, uh, dos mil años, dos mil años de celebración de la Natividad de Jesús, y hay dos guerras tremendas que están pasando en el mundo. Y podemos pedir, la gente no entendió, no pueden entender el significado del príncipe de paz. Entonces la palabra, pero mira, hay otra cosa y es típico de Lucas. Él le gusta este tema mucho. Los ángeles estaban revelando el mensaje de Cristo, el príncipe de paz, ¿a quién? A los líderes o los sacerdotes, a, a los reyes, al emperor en Roma, o, a, ¿a quién? Pastores en el campo, pobrecitos, gente que estaba cuidando los animales, a esta gente muy humilde, ellos eran la gente que estaban abiertos a este mensaje y recibieron este mensaje en su corazón. Y un resultado, ellos creyeron en uh, la mensaje de los ángeles 
y corrieron a este lugar, ellos buscaban con sus propios ojos este lugar en que Cristo estaba nacido, uh, entre los animales que ellos estaban cuidando en el campo. Y yo creo que posiblemente un parte del mensaje es, tenemos que tener un parte en corazón que es humilde también, que, que quiere ver Cristo, que quiere conocer Cristo, que quiere recibir Cristo y que quiere dar Cristo entre nosotros a todo el mundo. Entonces, en este día, tenemos que ser posiblemente como los pastores en el campo, muy humilde, pero muy abierto para recibir este mensaje de Cristo, el príncipe de paz, que podemos recibir este paz y podemos um, um, iluminar el mundo con este paz.